In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our passage um, from John's Gospel today begins the next day, which means we've got to go back to yesterday. Um, otherwise, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and in fact, not only are we going to go to yesterday, we're going to go to tomorrow and to tomorrow and to tomorrow. So it's really, it's really sort of set up in John's Gospel, um, this, this whole passage is, is, a, is a little sort of synopsis of, of the Gospel as a whole. Um, and, it, and it begins with, with, with this, uh, those great newspaper questions, right? The, the who, what, where, why type questions. Um, that get answered, beginning with, with who are you? The Pharisees and the Levites and the priests um, from Jerusalem come to ask John the Baptist. And he says, I'm not the Christ. They're like, well, what then? Right? Who are you? If you're not the Christ, are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? He's like, no, no, no. Who are you? Because we need to give an answer to the people who sent us. Right? We, and he said, basically, I'm the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. We heard all this in Advent. We'll say it again, right? And then they say, so then why are you baptizing? It's like, well, I baptize with water. I'm just preparing people. One who comes after me will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And I'm not even worried, unworthy or worthy to untie his sandals. Where this took place was at... Um, at Bethany across from the Jordan where he's baptizing. And so the next day, she sees Jesus coming toward him and says, Behold, there he is. That's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's the one of whom I was talking about. After me comes one who ranks before me because he was before me. I baptized with water. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I didn't know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, On the one who you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I've seen it and bore witness that this is the Son of God. And then, the next day, again John sees Jesus go by and he goes, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this time, two of his disciples say, Hey, Maybe we should follow this guy and not this guy, right? I mean, if this is the guy. Um, and, and I've been sort of my whole, my whole career a little bit, a little bit critical sometimes of, of the John the Baptist disciples continuing to say with John the Baptist and not go out with Jesus. But, but you stop and think about, about here he is, the Son of God, um, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Maybe you're a little bit starstruck. And, unwor and, and know that you're unworthy. Maybe this is a little bit of, of me knowing too much about who Jesus is as one who says, come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden. Because for the most part, people in power did not necessarily want you around. And so this is, begins to unpack some of the interesting aspect of the God that we serve and worship. Because Andrew 
and the disciple who's not named, probably John the Evangelist, followed Jesus, and Jesus says, what do you want? In some passages, it's nicer, like, what are you seeking? <laughs> sort of like you might say to your kids, what are you seeking now that you're out of bed for the third time? <laughs> no, what do you want, really, right? What do you want? Um, and they say, where are you staying? Which seems a little bit bizarre, but until, until we recognize that this is the same exact word that John the Baptist uses about the Spirit of God remaining on Jesus. On the one you see the Spirit remain. Abide. Stay. This is the word the disciples use. Where are you abiding? Where are you staying? Where are you remaining? Where are you? In other words, this is the question that may be the question for all of us, right? What do you want? Why are you here? It's 26 degrees out, for heaven's sakes. What got you up out of your bed into the shower to come here today? What do you want? And I think this answer for most of us is that same answer the disciples give. We want to know the presence and glory of God. We may not be able to articulate all the time, right? And so they say just sort of what Andrew and the other disciples say, uh, where are you staying? Like, just we don't really know. We just know that, that we want to be near you, right? The Lamb of God. And so Jesus says, come and see. And so they come, and they see, and they listen. And they're there, in the presence of Jesus throughout the day. And then Andrew goes and gets Peter. And the next day, they go back. And Jesus says, I'll call you Cephas, and, which means Peter. And the next day after that, Andrew went and found Philip. And Philip found Nathaniel. Philip said, hey, we found the Messiah. He's from Nazareth. Nathaniel says, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. And Philip says, come and see. And following that, as Jesus um, interacts with Nathaniel, there's another day, and there's another day. So we're on the seventh day, which we may know the seventh day is that, that powerful day of, of rest and, and, of, and of transformation. Later on, we find out it's the day of resurrection. And on that day, um, Jesus changes all the water into wine at the wedding in Cana of Galilee signifying the abundance of, of God's great love, the abundance that happens in the kingdom of God, in this, in this new reality of, of the Lamb of God coming to the world. And so, in this passage, 
um, as we as we sort of read the whole the whole entire thing, we have this little this little capsule of who of who Jesus is and who God is and and what's to take place in God and, and bursting forth. It's a lot like that passage in Isaiah, which is sort of difficult to, to understand it through the whole thing. But but basically, this is the, the second servant song in Isaiah. The underlying component is um, it's not enough that the servant of God is coming to Israel. The servant of God is coming to the world. It's not enough. They keep using the words Jacob. Jacob means Israel. Israel means Jacob back and forth in the poetic language. It's not enough just to save Israel. I'm coming to save the world. And, and this goes back to the Lamb of God, which remember is that Passover Lamb, which isn't really, which isn't really a sacrifice, right? Entirely, um, it's it's more significant than that, right? The, the 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 Lamb was to be to be slaughtered, and the blood was to be put over the doorpost, so the angel of death would pass over the Israelites. Um, but that Lamb was meant to be a meal. To be shared as well. It wasn't like a sacrifice to God. It was it was a community meal, much like the community meal that we come to each and every week. It's it's a celebration that that we are the people of God, and God will protect us, and God will deliver us, and God will rescue us from the bondage of Pharaoh. And now it's not enough just to rescue us from the bondage of Pharaoh. We're going to be rescued from the sin of the world. And all people will be rescued from the sin of the world through the Lamb of God. And, um, and so that's this, that's this introduction, that's this power that we have today and, and the invitation. And so there's, there's a couple of, of things I want to, to highlight within that. One is, one is the, the collect of the day Often it's just sort of iffy, right? I mean, we're okay. But today's is like, like who we are. Like this is the application for this passage today. Grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth. This is what's taking place in this passage today with Andrew, with John the Baptist, with, with the other disciple where, where we're so illumined by the word and sacrament of God that we can't help but to point to the Lamb of God. We can't help but to point to, to Jesus. We can't help but point to the one and we can't help but to shine with God's grace and love and mercy to the world. We can't help but to reflect that joy and that strength and that power and, and, and to be ones who say, come and see. And I, I think I've said this here before, but it, it won't be the last time I say it, so I'll just say it again anyway, right? I think come and see is, is the, the greatest sort of Episcopal 
evangelism line ever, right? Because we, you know, we get so worried that we need to have every right answer. That if somebody challenges our faith or somebody has a question about something or somebody has, you know, they ask, what about 1 Kings 12, 24? Huh? You're like, well, I mean, let me just say first about that. You know, I mean, so we don't, you, know, you don't have to have all that, right? The answer is, come and see. Come and see a people in a place where the Spirit of God remains, where the Spirit of God abides, where the Spirit of God rests. I don't know right, why. Adam's not here. Not to call out Adam, but Adam asked me about my, my call in an email the other day. About how did you come to your call? I went, I'm not answering this in an email. <laughs> I'm happy to have this conversation with you anytime and, and, and talk about sort of this coming to this, this point. But, in, you know, I, I think the reason, though, that, that I'm here for you today is because of that, that knowledge that God wants people to come and see and to know and to experience love not based on their own sense of worth and value, of thinking that they're not good enough to come and to follow the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the rabbi, the Messiah, the Son of God. All those names come into this little teeny tiny few verse section. It's no wonder we get overwhelmed and people are, are afraid maybe that they can't come after Jesus because he should be way up there. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Son of God. He's the Messiah. He's the Rabbi. But instead, he says, come and see. Invites us into that intimate relationship of being present. And is this more than anything that people not only need but desire? People don't need a big list of, of moral codes. They don't need, you know, this, that, and everything else. And many people don't even need just sort of one more group and meeting to go to. They do need to know the power of God's love. They do need to know the spirit that rests and remains. They do need to know um, who they are. As that sort of song ended, that, that, um, that now we are called the Lamb of God. That we are God's chosen. That we are God's people. That we are invited to be present and to remain in the Spirit of God continues to live in and through us. And so, um, when we want to know the living God, what must we do? Come and see.
Open our hearts, open our ears, open our minds to come and to see and to hear and to experience the living God. Amen.